Dear listeners, Sairam from Prashantinilayam, the most happening place on the planet. And I'm Team Radio Sai's Bishu. Today we go back to our series on the Brindavan campus, Learning with Love in Brindavan. We started this series in the month of June 2018 and on the first Thursday of every month, if you have been following Outside, Inside, Deep Inside, you would have heard everything. the story of how bhagwan started visiting bengaluru way back in the 1940s and early 50s and then how bhagwan selected the spot which was called nandanavanam and later on swami entered the spot which is currently called bindavanam how swami christened bindavanam and how slowly that led to the blossoming of the bindavan campus after the ashram came into being which talked about the hostel how the hostel was in those initial years and then how in 1969 swami started the campus and in 2019 june 9th to be precise that is the coming year we will have 50 years of the brindavan campus and this series is in celebration of this landmark event for the university from 1969 till 1979 bhagwan spent a lot of his time with the students in the brindavan campus the prashantinilayam campus came only in 1979 and later on in 1981 you had the administrative block coming up so that's when actually the university came into being the sri satyasai institute of higher learning prior to that the colleges were affiliated to different universities the one in brindavan in bangalore was affiliated with the bangalore university and the one in prashantinilayam was affiliated to the krishnadev rai university so we were talking about how the brindavan campus came into being and i have shared with you very beautiful stories about how the initial students who joined the campus shared the way bhagwan had begun to shape them i have shared with you the how the college prayer started how the moral classes started how self reliance activities started how boys started going for darshans and in the previous episode which we had in the first week of november 2018 i shared with you how swami started picking different instruments for this beautiful chapter of his education mission i shared with the story of brother shankar subramanyam about how he joined the brindavan campus as a student and also the story of professor nanjundaya who joined little later after the college starting and how swami picked him to be a part of that golden period of bhagwan's education mission and today i'm going to share with you the story of another very very illustrious person a chosen instrument of the lord in the shaping 
of this beautiful saga of Bhagwan's mission. He is someone who joined the Brindavan College way back in 1969 in the first year of the college itself as a teacher. And he is Mr. B. Shrinivas Murthy, someone who served all his life in Bhagwan's college teaching English. And he is still there now. He is 94, but he is very active, very jovial and very deeply spiritual, someone who has contributed immensely to Bhagwan's mission and who experiences his love in plenty. And someone, if you look at his life, you know how Swami has picked such beautiful souls to shape his students. So his story goes back to 1959. At that point in time, he was a practicing lawyer at Karnul. And one day he had to go to Anantapur and uh, when he was in the bus, there was a person whose surname was Reddy. So this person was sitting next to him and they started talking. And uh, he was holding a copy of the Telugu magazine called Bharati. And Mr. Srinivas Murthy, then someone who had just begun to practice law, very young person who was trying to make his life. So he picked up that magazine and in that he saw an article on Bhagwan, And uh, since he knew Telugu, he read that article. It was written by a Telugu scholar by name Veluri Shivarama Shastri, a very well-known scholar of those times. And uh, so Srinivas Murthy was very inspired by that article. And it was a revelation for him that, you know, someone near Anantapur is present who is filled with such mysterious powers and who is a God-man. And uh, he thought, why not I seek his advice? Because at that point in time, Srinivas Murthy was going through very difficult times. Even though he had completed his law, he was not flourishing in his practice as a lawyer. He was not getting good cases and uh, whatever little he was earning was not enough for him. He was very depressed. He was not able to support his family. He had just got married. So there were a lot of problems. And when he read that article, he felt maybe here is someone who could help me, who could help sort out my life. So what he did is after he went to Anantpur, from there he came to Puttaparthi. Just because of reading that article, he felt that he should perhaps see this Sai Baba and maybe he will help him to make better of his life. So this was the year 1959. As I said, he went to Puttaparthi. Puttaparthi then was a very small hamlet, just one building. Perhaps uh, the Prashanti Mandir was the only concrete building. The Mandir got inaugurated in its bare basic form in 1950. So there was that one building and there was this veranda in the Mandir. And as he recalls, there was only one hotel. And there was a woman running that hotel from Nellore. Life was very simple. People were bathing in the river. So it was absolutely very, very rural, rustic setting with minimum facilities. And uh, when he came to the ashram, the Prashantinalem Mandir, and he asked for Baba and someone said that, uh, no, Swami is not here. Swami has gone to Bangalore. And at that point in time, he didn't know where is Bangalore. You know, we are talking about uh, 1950s. So, uh, he didn't know where to go in Bangalore, where to look for Baba in Bangalore. And so he was wondering what he should do. He had come with so much of hope and expectation to see Swami. And someone said, 
why didn't you just stay back you know probably he will come back in a day or two so he thought me yeah maybe that's a good idea so he held on so he stayed for a day he stayed for two days stayed for three days and he was hoping that you know baba will come back and he will get a chance to talk to him one week passed and there was no news of swami coming and he was constantly in this dilemma should i go back should i stay but he had read so much and there was something in him saying no you stay stay wait for him wait for him so he just continued to stay with whatever little resources he had 15 days passed and every day he was expecting maybe he will come today maybe he will come tomorrow and it just didn't happen but given that his condition was so desperate and he was looking for someone to help him he was looking for some succor some hope someone to help sort out his life for him so he continued to wait every day and it went on for 3 weeks at the end of one whole month four weeks of stay in puttaparthi then came the news that swami is coming and he was so excited it was 10 am in the morning he recalls he had not seen swami physically till then he had only seen pictures and swami came and as bhagwan entered the prashantliya mandir alighting from the car when he saw swami he says i was so mesmerized by his physical beauty he looked so charming and he was so unique there was such a beautiful aura around him i was captivated just by looking at him that is how shrivas murti felt during the first sight it was almost like love at first sight he was head over heels in love with bhagwan during that first darshan he had and then he thought i have to wait now and see if i can get a chance to talk to him and so he stayed he did not get the interview with swami the next day swami was calling a lot of people talking to them he thought i will wait and so swami did call him after a few days and when he went into the interview room and when he saw swami shrinivas murthy recalls that i don't know what happened to me i just broke down i just started crying something within me just the dam broke inside and just in the presence of swami he could not contain his heart and he was just weeping like a child and bhagwan when he saw him swami swami took him close and swami gave his own handkerchief in fact swami took his own handkerchief and swami personally wiped his tears swami said don't cry why are you crying everything will become fine everything will become fine don't cry and shrinivas murthy says i don't know why but the tears never stopped the moment i was in his presence it was like unburdening myself unburdening my life's woes and it flowed like a stream of tears and he kept crying crying and swami kept saying anta baaguntundi everything will become fine all will be okay don't worry don't worry and swami kept wiping his tears with his handkerchief and shrinivas murthy says from that moment onwards swami has constantly wiped the tears of my life he continued to serve swami for more than 30 35 years and he says this is what swami has done for me he has constantly taken his own handkerchief and removed everything that was leading to tears and filling my life with cheers and with joy and with delight he completely transformed he is the lord in fact when he was recalling this and saying you know i miss him now i miss his physical form i know he's there but i want to see him also because he is someone 
who physically wiped my tears and after that has been with me and completely changed the direction of my life that is how swami touched shrinivas murthy who later on began his journey with bhagwan he was one of the very first teachers who joined bhagwan's college in vrindavan let me just pause here and play that beautiful bhajan which talks about this compassion of bhagwan how he is that ocean of mercy how with his one glance he can wipe away our tears of hundreds of janmas he can wipe away our sorrows of million lifetimes करुणानिकेतन भक्त सखा प्रभु करुणानिकेतन भक्त सखा प्रभु शरण सखा 
So here was Bhagwan removing all the dukkha from his life, Karuna and Ketana. So he was the ocean of compassion who removed all the sorrow of his life. And Bhagwan then asked him, Stop being a lawyer, change your profession. He started pouring out his woes and he started saying, Swami, I'm not getting business. I'm not able to get clients. I'm not able to practice as a lawyer. There are a lot of difficulties. I am now married. I'm not able to make ends meet. And that is when Swami told him that change your profession and now work as a teacher for some time. He had already done a degree in Bachelor's of Education, B.Ed. And he had done his law, LLB. And taking Bhagwan's advice, he went back to Karnul and he got the job as a teacher in the Karnul Jilla Parishad School. And that is how his journey as a teacher began. Later on, he also did his MA. He had already done his bachelor's in sciences and now he did his master's in arts and began his professional career as a teacher. In fact, his father also was a teacher and uh, now, he got a job in the Theosophical College in Madanapalli and he got interested in spiritual matters. So, he went to the Theosophical College and he studied their Theosophy and while working at Madanapalli, one day, he was on his way to Bangalore with his older brother. So, they were going to Bangalore. So, on the way is uh, Madanapalli. The bus stopped at Kadugudi, you know, where Bhagwan's ashram is in Vrindavan. And this happened 10 years after that. So, 1959, Bhagwan gives him this interview and he restarts his professional career as a teacher. And then 10 years after that, one day when he's coming to Bangalore via Madanapalli and he's crossing Bhagwan's ashram in Kadugudi and uh, the bus stops there just when the bus is at Kadugudi. The bus stops because of a train that was coming. So, it was a railway gate so the bus had stopped, the train had not yet come and uh, they were saying that there is some problem and the bus is going to be there and wait for more than an hour. So he thought, you know, let me go and see what is happening here. So he got on the bus and uh, interestingly he saw that there was an ashram there. So he asked people 
what is this? And they said, no, this is Sai Baba's ashram. And he has, oh, so many people are there. What is going on here? And then someone said to him, no, Swami is building a college. And uh, he is recruiting teachers. And he's accepting applications for anyone who wants to join in his college as a teacher. And uh, so this was something which is very interesting. He had just come to the ashram and apparently they are asking for applications from teachers. And, you know, this is happening in that just one hour because his bus has stopped there and something propels him and he asks for a form and he fills in the application form on the spot and he gives it at that office there and immediately he's called for an interview. Just within an hour, he's called for an interview. In the interview panel, there is Professor Gokak who eventually became the first Vice-Chancellor of Bhagwan's University. At that point in time, he was the Vice-Chancellor of the Bangalore University and was helping in the setting up of the Brindavan campus, the college. And so in the interview panel, there was Gokak. And imagine who else was there in the interview panel. Apart from a few other eminent educationists, there was Bhagwan himself in the interview panel. He was interviewing the candidates to take in his college as teachers. So in the interview, they asked him many questions. And uh, so he answered that. And Swami asked him one particular question. Swami said, do you know Telugu? And he said, Swami, I know Telugu because he was educated in a Telugu medium school. He studied only in the college. He got introduced to English because, you know, in Karnul, in little town, English medium schools at that point in time were not common. So he was conversant uh, very well at home in Telugu and his mother tongue, Kannada. So he knew Kannada well. He was uh, proficient in Telugu. And this is the only thing that Swami asked, do you know Telugu? And Professor Gokak then asked him about different methods of teaching English. And so he started telling him about whatever he had experimented, his own unique way of teaching English and his methodology and whatever he had learned in his B.Ed course, Bachelor's of Education course. And all the while the bus was waiting. And uh, the interview panel interestingly said, okay, now why don't you take a class? So he said, you know, we are the students, take a class. And want to teach something. So right there in the interview itself, he started taking a class. And uh, they said, do you need time to prepare? He said, no, I can teach. So whatever, he started a, a chapter on Shakespeare's tragedies and whatever he was conversant with. And uh, it all went off well. And uh, everything was uh, done. And he came out and he went back to his theosophical college. He already had a job at that point in time, as I said. And... Uh, He's not really expecting that he will be taken in. It was a surprise of surprise when he came to know that he is actually selected for the Brindavan College and he was the first English teacher joining the college. And in fact, during the first year, he recalls, Swami used to visit the college and Swami used to visit the classes. So he would be teaching and Swami would just slip into the class and sit or stand behind and listen to what he's doing. So that is how it was in those initial years, in the first, second year of the college. And... Uh, Swami would always call all the teachers for lunch with him. So he recalls how it was a very, very homely atmosphere. You know, he felt so comfortable, so much loved being there because Swami was showering plenty of uh, his grace, his attention. And something interesting happened also during those initial years. There came a time during that 1970s, 71, 72 phase, those initial 2-3 years, once when Bhagwan actually dismissed most of the teachers and bearing, just leaving just 
two teachers swami had actually two or three teachers swami asked all the teachers to leave the campus and mr shrinivas murthy was one of those two three teachers whom bhagwan kept with him the rest of the teachers were asked to leave and there were no specific reason given but this is how bhagwan kept mr shrinivas murthy with him in fact if you remember the previous episode i was shared with you the story of professor nanjundaya who later on became the controller of examinations at that point in time you know he was serving in the mes college in bangalore and he was a reader there and he had very good position there and i shared with you how he was drawn to swami and then how after being with swami during the summer course in 1973 he wanted to join here and how there was not a position you know he was willing to even join as a lecturer you know downgrade his position all he wanted was just a little money so that he can make his ends meet because he had a family and three children and he decided to take the plunge and join here i shared with you all that story of how swami so beautifully brought this beautiful instrument who over the years has mentored and guided so many students generations of students on their spiritual path and during that phase when i told you swami dismissed all the students so professor nanjundaya also was someone who was told at that point in time you know this is a very strange call suddenly you might be asked to leave and that is what has happened do you think you really want to join here a lot of people were telling him different things you know please think twice before you take the plunge to leave your secure job and join brindavan swami's college in brindavan and professor nanjundaya at that point in time decides to take that plunge this is the story of so many people you know how bhagwan shaped people how swami picked people and how swami tested people and then made them testimonies of his love so let me share that clip of professor nanjundaya's as early life in brindavan because that also has very very pertinent lessons we learned so much from this beautiful people whom bhagwan hand picked to be chosen instruments in his divine mission later when i went dr gokak said no we don't want you to take as a lecturer we are going to advertise for a readers post you apply for reader and we will take you as a reader ha ah, sir i said i was shocked mm. surprised he said yes swami has said we'll take him as a reader you advertise we'll take him but that is how mm. it all ended up and i'm also in awe of uh, dr gokak's uh, abilities as an administrator he did his due diligence he did his reference check <laughs> really really very meticulous ah, no real see a person who is given to the imaginary flights a poet a, poet. a scholar so down to earth so when he came to being an administrator that. and he advised me not merely find out don't uh, be so emotional and so hasty so hasty yeah. but he understood me mm. then when particularly when swami cleared it and said that you apply for advertise for readers post He was all the more convinced that everything is a genuine case. So you could have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> you got to come as a reader with the right salary. Yes, yes, for me. And uh, then there were a few obstacles which I can mention. 1972, Swami's College, there was some problem. Excepting three teachers, all the people were sent out. So my friends and my relatives, my well-wishers were telling. don't join the college as a lecturer there you are having a permanent job here within 5 minutes you can reach from home to this college 
and you are having three children we don't know whether you are having any savings at all in such a case giving up job and taking a chance there particularly when they have thrown out all the people i said i was bent upon joining i didn't care for anything but still i was not irrational or unreasonable i stood by my faith in karma siddhantam i really believed sufficiently i had read books and i was you know exposed towards this kind of things therefore i said i know by trusting god if i join such a thing may not happen they may not throw me out but in case that happens i don't deny that such a thing can never happen but in case that happens is more an account of the consequences of my actions in the previous births rather than by swamis or by the management's action even if i don't join if i have to suffer there i'll suffer here this is my firm faith i am joining only thing is i want to know my wife's views i asked my wife she is a very pious type of lady she said if you like you join yes i like you join so this things came and there was one more thing <laughs> i asked before i joined the interview was over and everything was fine i was to join when i came principal narendra was the principal he says that uh, you can join then i wanted to meet the head of the department of commerce in that college one ramanna and i asked him can i join you can join but people were sent out last year i was also sent out finally when i appealed they took me in uh, what could be the reason why they were sent out why you were sent out we don't know the reason we asked the principal principal said there is no reason we are sending you can i ask the principal uh, please ask i went to principal narendra again and asked sir i am having three children a permanent job i am having before i come and join here i want to know what is the criteria for being accepted in the college and for sending out for <laughs> sending out yes. because if i stand any chance of being sent out now if yes. i know i may think about it yeah so he said he's a very very mature very fine type of person with very few words he said hmm in your case it may not happen <laughs> very measured words in your case it may not happen that's all that he said then of course i went resigned then resignation that was another problem our principal says i will not relieve you from the bangalore college from the bangalore college and i said sir please relieve me i want to join why what is lacking here i have got every facility you have taken such a good name and why do you want to go your devotion is different you can go to swami whenever you want but where is the need for you to go resigning the job no no i would not relieve you he lifts the paperweight there is a tendency of shifts it and says no i will not leave i pray to swami swami this is my something like my mother alma bitter should i go with all bitterness kindly see that he relieves me swami mentally just a prayer within minutes he changed within minutes believe me he asked me are you very particular about going with that was the first question after my prayer he asked me yes sir i am very particular i am not going there for money 
for any other facility excepting for swami i want to serve swami you know that i am not so much interested in money even when you offered me ncc officer's post i said no not necessary please relieve me okay you can go he said <laughs> okay you can go instant turn around instant turn around uh-huh. and then he said i told him sir 3 months notice is required can i give you 3 months notice or 3 months salary he said not required believe me mm-hmm. <laughs> you need not give anything three months notice, notice is not required no. you can go he said mm-hmm. this is how things developed and then i joined swami's college so that was the story of professor nanjundaya you see how bhagwan so beautifully was pulling the strings and bringing such lovely people to the college to shape his students and as i mentioned to you before when swami dismissed all the teachers of the campus swami kept along with him mr shrinivas murthy he was one of those two three lucky teachers whom bhagwan wanted that they should always be there and uh, so that is how mr shrinivas murthy's journey continued and i asked him what were bhagwan's instructions to you in those initial years when you were teaching the students and he said bhagwan said that many students who are joining the college now they are from rural areas because at that point in time there were many day scholars the students who had come from different parts of the country and staying in the hostel were very few but there were 2-300 students who had joined from surrounding areas and they were all from rural backgrounds and uh, Swami said that Telugu lo chappu Telugu English rendu undani you try to teach them English through Telugu because otherwise they may not get it so try to teach them how to speak and write English through a language they are comfortable in and that is how mr shrinivas murthy thanks to his knowledge in telugu as well as in kannada and whitefield a kadugodi is in karnataka where the local language is kannada so he from that point onwards tried to teach english through these local languages and he was saying that if i had spoken in english then you know i would be speaking only to myself because they would not just understand and mr shrinivas murthy also could relate to their problem because he too did not study in an english medium school as i mentioned before only when he went to college he was introduced to english or he started learning uh, to gain some proficiency in english and so he could really understand the state of these children from the rural schools because he had gone through a similar situation in his life so he understood their learning disabilities he understood their challenges in trying to pick up this foreign language and when you look at it you know he was sort of the right person for the job and when you go back think about what swami asked him also during the job interview his so called job interview this is the only thing swami asked him do you know telugu do you know the local language and here was shrinivas murthy now performing his duty to his satisfaction and he loved the job and he was very innovative he developed his own unique style of teaching developed his own methodology and slowly he was loving his job and swami was loving the way he had dedicated himself to raising the language standard in his students and swami 
on his own you know as always went out of his way swami never goes out of his way that is the way he is swami went to great extent to make him happy to fill his life with delight and here is one beautiful incident that mr shrinivas murthy shared with us and swami used to take personal interest in teachers now during the first year i never expected swami would come to my house oh <laughs> yes so uninvited he came uninvited he came <laughs> and uh, in kargodi i was uh, living in amirjan's quarters mm-hmm. it is still there so swami came mm-hmm. and uh, i did not have any furniture oh my god <laughs> no chair that in first swami to sit he just came and then uh, went around the house mm-hmm. nothing to offer no t- so that is how it happened oh. it was just a, a pleasant surprise so so did you know about it were you there at home any kid no i was not so I, only a wife was there my wife and my sister uh-huh. and a few other uh, family friends oh my god <laughs> So, so when you went back they narrated the story of yes, how it's how we came yes because these chairs and tables were not i know a furniture <laughs> yeah. so you were taking classes in the college and he was visiting your home yes <laughs> so there are so many such moments isn't it when you recall those yes things? yes swami so continue to overwhelm you with his love yes So that was one incident and there are many like this in fact one very beautiful opportunity that Mr Srinivas Murthy got in that initial first year of serving Swami is every morning he used to go early to the college he used to first go to Bhagwan's residence and offer Bhagwan tambulam or in those days Swami used to eat paan so this betel nut leaf and he used to prepare that tambulam and he used to take it to Bhagwan and then also have the chance of sitting at bhagwan's feet and uh, taking namaskar and doing pada seva massaging bhagwan's feet sitting at his lotus feet so he used to start his day by offering tambulam to bhagwan and touching his lotus feet and this went on for almost a year so that is how swami was filling him with inspiration with courage with energy and with that vigor to dedicate himself to uplift the students and he recalls that his happiest memories were those where they were all dining with bhagwan and swami used to very often arrange lunch for everyone and his blissful moments are those informal moments with bhagwan and swami how he would eat so little but he would make everyone else enjoy the beautiful dishes that bhagwan would have specially arranged if you remember the story of mrs ratanlal i had narrated how bhagwan every 15 days would ask mrs ratanlal to prepare this feast for all the students and the staff so mr srinivas murthy was one of those lucky ones who was there and who enjoyed those lovely moments with bhagwan when bhagwan was just giving himself and spending so much time filling them with all sorts of joy and he recalls how it was all a very beautiful loving family and every now and then his wife also would prepare food for all the staff and they would all sit together it was a lovely sai community they used to sit together talk about swami and be filled with swami and enjoy just that chance of serving swami and being with swami and 
he said you know i just felt that i am a part of such a blissful family the principal at that point in time you know later on some year professor narendra the principal of the college and he said professor narendra was such a beautiful personality he was so jovial and he was such gentlemanly and someone who was so friendly someone so approachable so he said i got the right atmosphere to work in the college with so much of happiness the person who used to look after bhagwan's residence was mr ramabrahmam another very great devotee of the lord i have talked about it earlier in the episodes of outside inside deep inside and mr ramabrahmam too was someone who only wanted to see the good in people and when bhagwan used to leave prindavan and go to prashantlim for a few days so he would be the one who would write letters about students and about what is happening in Vrindavan and he would always make a special mention of Mr. Srinivas Murthy in his letters to Bhagwan and say Swami Mr. Murthy comes and takes special classes for the students and he takes great pains to teach them English he comes after the office hours and early in the morning hours and spends time with the students so he had such a beautiful people contemporaries to work with you had a lovely principal you had Mr Ramabrahmam so he said that there was nothing that was lacking and there was of course the shower of bhagwan's love so he was just happy those were the golden days of his life of being with swami in bandavan and he says i was never prepared for my teaching because i just loved and i was very confident and i knew swami would take care so people used to ask do you prepare a at home and he used to say no i just go straight to the class and then i teach and it is always he said it was his grace that was operating that is how he excelled in whatever bhagwan had given him in fact as i mentioned he would visit the students after the college hours or early in the morning hours and with time he did not need to teach the students english through kannada or through telugu he could just go to pure english and students writing skills speaking skills developed over time and we know how so many students have such impressive language skills in bhagwan's university so mr shrinivas murthy was someone who laid the foundation for that in those formative years of the college and he says how every day with bhagwan was a festival and swami many times would uh, not only come to the hostel he would look after the little little details of every student and every teacher in fact swami completely took charge of the life of mr shrinivas murthy swami took care of his son's education his grandson's education in fact mr shrinivas murthy's son is professor raghavendra prasad a very illustrious alumnus of bhagwan's university who works as a scientist and in the indian institute of astro science astrophysics and professor raghavendra prasad son also studied in bhagwan's college so swami once you dedicate your life to swami swami looks after your entire lineage so that is how it has been swami told him i will wipe your tears and that is how it has been swami has completely taken care of me looked after his daughter's marriage so everything was completely taken over by swami but there were some little habits of his which swami wanted him to get rid of so in the initial years because he had those baggage of being at other places so he says that in those days he used to smoke and he knew that swami did not like people to have these habits so one day he had gone out of the college campus and they had gone to the small hotel on the other side of the railway gate uh, in brindavan 
and he had gone there for a smoke and to drink a little coffee and when he was outside someone suddenly came there saying that swami is asking for you swami is asking where is shrinivas murthy and someone said swami we don't know where he has gone and swami just kept quiet and mr shrinivas murthy says that swami did not say anything but i just knew that if at this point in time swami is asking for me swami is trying to tell me swami is trying to indicate to me that it's high time i give up this habit and that day itself he decided that i will never touch the cigarette again and he gave up that habit and he says thanks to that my health improved and even though he is 94 now i met him in his home in bengaluru few weeks ago he is still so vibrant and so jubilant and he says it is because how bhagwan subtly refined me and he he cleansed me in fact that was a very subtle message from swami how he did not say anything to him but he felt that swami is saying that you can no more have your past baggage if swami is calling me at this point in time it is definitely with a purpose and he just left that habit because he loved swami he loved to teach his students and for that he was willing to give up anything give up any bad habit because giving that habit at that point had now become a necessity otherwise it cannot be postponed any longer he wanted to be with the students he wanted to serve swami and that was a very small thing to give up so this is how swami was silently also at the same time purifying him and mr shrinivas murthy when i saw him at his home as i told you he even at that ripe age of 94 had such very well defined thought process he continues to write he continues to read is very very active in fact he recalled how one day out of the blue swami created a ring for him and he put it on his finger it seemed as if there was no context for that suddenly out of nowhere swami creates this ring and he puts it on his finger and he says that is what has kept me healthy mentally physically and spiritually that is what has ensured that i have a sound body and mind and my mind is always on bhagwan this ring is a symbol and source of his grace and in fact one day when he had come to parthi and he was sitting in the veranda in prashanti nilayam swami said why you are looking so thin are you eating well or not and then swami immediately called dr alreja who was in charge of the general hospital here and swami says see this shrinivas murthy he is so weak why don't you give him some medicine why don't you give him some multivitamins and why didn't you see that he develops some health he's looking so weak and swami would ask jokingly is your wife not cooking well for you and that is how every time swami saw him swami was very concerned about his health he looked after his health he looked after his spiritual well-being even as all his family responsibilities were completely taken care of by bhagwan and he continued to serve till 1985 in bhagwan's college till his retirement and even after that and i asked him you know how do you feel now after having served so for so many years and he says i feel i could have done better you know that was his humility i think i could have risen higher to bhagwan's expectations my imperfections haunt me i probably should have put more effort but here was someone you know who who gave his life to bhagwan but now he was spending so much of his time in inner contemplation and he says i don't go to any holy places because i am in god 
I am in God. We are all in God. He has shaped my understanding of life. He has helped me to get a world view of my existence. And he went on to say, let me summarize my understanding of what is Bhagwan and his teachings in one sentence. And here is that beautiful sentence of Mr. Shrinivas Murthy. If you want, I will tell briefly in one sentence, I will tell you about my philosophy. Influenced by Swami, under the influence of Swami. How he has changed your thinking? Yes. In one sentence, I will summarize. (laughs) If it needs any elaboration, I will do it. Manifested and sustained by the perennial super soul, surrounded by the infinite universal soul, animated by my eternal individual soul, confined to space and time, and condemned to my individual karma, I am cognitive and propulsive, mentally and physically active. Wow! <laughs> that was the quintessential in one sentence. Because Swami is basically Vedantic, neither non-dualistic or dualistic or all that. So, this is panentheism, we call it. Rejected explanation? Yeah. I have manifestation. This is not creation. It is manifestation. Super soul is Paramatma. Manifested and sustained by the perennial. Perennial is infinite and eternal. You can't visualize it. Manifested and sustained by the perennial super soul. Surrounded by the infinite universal soul, animated by my eternal individual soul, confined to space and time, and condemned to my individual karma, I am cognitive and propulsive. This is the quintessence of Vedanta and Swami's teachings. So that was... Professor Srinivas Murthy and his understanding of Bhagwan's teachings coming in lovely English. It reminds me of uh, Sri Aurobindo. He would use these kind of terms and it only shows how even at the ripe age of 94, he's constantly contemplating on Bhagwan's teachings. In fact, he said, searching for God is an exercise in futility. You are already in God. You are made of God. You will die in God. You are born again in God. And Everything happens according to one's individual karma and this is unique to Indian philosophy. He believes so much in karma and in doing good and whatever we are is because of our actions and he says this is the central theme of Indian spiritual thought and it would be interesting to know that Professor Srinivas Murthy also had the opportunity once to translate Bhagwan's discourses and uh, he also compiled all the discourses that Swami gave during the summer course in 1972 and in the later years also along with a few others. And he says that in his, again, interesting manner that all my translations were transcreations. He says that, you know, it's very difficult to translate Swami's own words. So I used to use my own innovative phrases and my understanding as I tried to interpret and try to narrate whatever Bhagwan has said 
and even though bhagwan never said anything about the translations that shrinivas murthy did Swami was happy but Shrinivas Murthy always felt that you know maybe I was I didn't live up to it I was doing my own trans creations I was not faithful to what Bhagwan has said so this is how he reflects because he was someone who always felt that I could have done better I could have done better when it comes to Bhagwan's education mission I asked him you know you have seen the growth of the campus you have seen the growth of Sai mission right from 1969 so when you look at the campus and now the campus is going to celebrate 50 years how do you feel about the college what would be in your eyes the future of the college what's in your mind about what needs to be done it should become a great temple of learning and a par with oxford cambridge or harvard people should come here they should let go there why should they go <laughs> make it I, ca- i can't do much but still pray for that great day when this place will become an oxford or cambridge or even harvard now people are going to foreign countries they should come here and learn <laughs> why should you go away? now we are going to america or australia somewhere and uh, but why don't we they should, we should make putaparti is to they should come here and learn such great teachers have to be produced dedicated teachers well informed teachers people who have great learning who love learning who will pass it on to others there should be more originality we should also produce our own nobel prize winners <laughs> that is my dream there should be some nobel prize winners from swami's university so that is my dream so that is the dream of mr shrinivas murthy someone who has trained generations of students he wants the college to reach a level where the college produces scholars who was at par with the best of institutions of the world why should people go to australia uk or usa everyone should come to prashantilayam to puttaparthi to study and puttaparthi should produce scholars who are like nobel prize winners he says low aim is a crime so i said always aim high and here is someone who always wanted that perfection in his students and spent his time his energy his youth in training bhagwan's students in raising their abilities and becoming better instruments in bhagwan's hands and he said there are swami's teachings are scattered now there is so much that swami had someone really need to collect them and systematize them and there is so much that we have to do to share bhagwan's message to the coming generations and he said that i don't want that anyone should remember me i don't care if people forget me i know that swami remembers me and i am carrying on only because i know that he is with me he is constantly holding my hand he's constantly there wiping my tears and that is the journey of mr shrinivas murthy the first teacher first english teacher of bhagwan's college in brindavan if you look at the life of every person who was part of bhagwan's mission in those years in the formative years in you'd find such fantastic stories of how bhagwan first picked them and then slowly swami refined them 
and showered them with so much love that they poured this love on the students and the students blossomed into beautiful instruments into beautiful channels of love all the students of shrinivas murthy remember him with so much of fondness and here is someone who is 94 he thinks that i am here only because my bhagwan is with me so that is the story of one of the stalwarts of bhagwan's mission and there are so many in the future episodes of outside inside deep inside and in the series of learning with love in prindavan we are going to share more stories of people who have been such pillars of bhagwan's education mission and i'll share with you stories from former students students who joined in 1970 71 72 their moment with bhagwan because at that point in time as i said swami used to spend 9 months out of 12 months in prindavan there was no super specialty hospital there was no water project swami's only project was this education project so to speak swami used to give so much of his mornings afternoons evenings to the students and he set up the foundation for the beautiful education mission today which has spiraled into satisai schools and colleges not only affiliated to bhagwan's university but all over the world you have satisai schools in canada to australia and you have now through vidya vahini the same system of integral education being imparted so all this happened during those years of formative years of brindavan and we are going to continue this series in the coming episodes and probably from 2019 we will have many many more probably every thursday we are going to share with you the story these brindavan stories because it's time to celebrate 50 golden years of the setting up of the beautiful brindavan campus of shri satyasai institute of higher learning thank you so much for being with me through this one hour i'm team ready size bishu if you have any queries or comments or, or if you know something beautiful that can enrich this program this series please feel free to write to us you can write to listener@radiosai.org or if you want to write anything personally to me you can write to bishu b i s h u @radiosai.org thank you so much and jai sai ram prema swarupulara embodiments of love shanti ni lopal unnadi kaani bayite ledhu Peace is within, not outside. Outside, no peace, only pieces. Sai Ram, you just heard an episode of our radio program, Outside, Inside, Deep Inside. This is a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Live, hosted by Bishu Prishti. And today's episode was first broadcast on 13th December, 2018. Dear listeners, we hope you like this program. Please send us your feedback by either email or WhatsApp. Our email ID is listener at radioside dot org, and our WhatsApp number is nine three nine three two five eight two five eight. Thank you and loving Sai Ram from Prashanthi Nilayam. <laughs>